A Syracuse Sports Center starts now. Good morning, I'm Joe Salzone. The Yankees lose to the White Sox 6-2. Masahiro Tanaka struggled, allowing four runs over seven innings. Things really fell apart for Tanaka during a three-run sixth inning. Offensively, the Yankees could not get the big hit, going 0-7 with runners in scoring position. The Mets lose to the Cubs 7-4. The Mets' bullpen could not keep the game tied, allowing two runs in the seventh and a run in the eighth. Michael Conforto launched a 472-foot home run in the loss. That's a deep shot. Wow. Thank you. Okay, continue. Glad you interrupted me for that line. (laughs) And Giant star receiver Odell Beckham Jr. has signed a contract extension that will make him the highest paid non-quarterback in the history of the NFL. The new deal will pay him $95 million over five years. $65 million of that is guaranteed. Whoa! Whoa! Michael Conforto hits balls far. I'm Joe Sales on the Daniel Baldwin Show. Starts now. Thank you, Joseph. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Aha! Hey now, and welcome to the big show. You know, we just did the sports update. With I the, am still in a state of shock. With Joe Salzone, ladies From and that gentlemen. Michael Conforto shot. Uh, and I gotta say, you know, when you were in high school or you're at, at a place of business and you have the really hot chick and she works there, she can afford in some ways the luxury of being a bit of a, a bitch. Because she's so smoking hot. You get Salzone. Has Salzone looked in a mirror lately? Like, he, does he get that he can't act the way he acts because he, he doesn't have That's the props person. to set? That's him, though. But you would think that this guy underwent a sex change or something, that at one point, you know, he was uh, he was uh, some smoking hot babe or something. Past that he life, thinks he maybe. Can, you think so? <laughs> Future life. But anyway. He would be a very ugly woman. Um, I can guarantee you that. Josh, welcome to the big booth. You're here now. Yeah, we got Josh Schaefer from the Daily Orange uh, coming in for us. And uh, I and forgot the last guy's name already. Sam. <laughs> wow. Sam. Oh, yeah, Sam. Sam. Sam's off to the, to <laughs> On the my Washington. First day, Sam might actually listen today, too. He's, he's off wow. to the Washington Post. Sam came in. I love Sam. I think, I think he was great. very informative, uh, very eager. Um, and, uh, and then he took off down to D.C., uh, to greener pastures, I guess. Smart move, Sam. Is there any openings? Because I'm I'm right behind you. Um, see and, ya. Uh, yeah, see ya. That's exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's the great thing about being here. They'd push a button and Levitar would be on for two hours and they wouldn't care. They don't care. There's a little trap door so, under your shoe. Exactly. See right <laughs> There's an ejector seat that goes out the window. Yeah. Watch out. Here comes Billy Baldwin. There's an upgrade. Um, so anyway, Josh is here to give us some perspective on uh, more than just Syracuse football, but but sure. that is your forte. Yes. Um, jo- actually, it was Sam Fortier. Hello. <laughs> Watch out. That is your forte. Yeah, I already warned him he's going to get sucked into the dumbest conversations he's ever had in his life on this show. Oh, the show has been called Stupid by My Producer. That's it's not, been called that was, Dumb. That was he, not... was, he was warned by his mentor, Alec Baldwin, uh, about attacking the show. 
If you think there's only one ejector seat in the studio, my friend, do you think grab your parachute? You, I mean, we're not exactly <coughs> highbrow comedy floating around in this place. You know, I, I, I'll say this: um, when I listened, I, I there's different reasons why you listen. You listen to CNN not to laugh. Oh, you, I you, laugh you, at it though. You, but but you but but you don't tune in usually to CNN to laugh. When you hear the banner ESPN. That is the network for sports worldwide. It's certainly in this country you, you associated immediately with, and for me, for information. Uh, when you had guys like Boomer, and he's doing the right, wrong, boom, you know, and he's doing all his stuff and his anti, hey, cut, go, oh, duh. You know, that was the color that you got with it. But nevertheless, I want to know who won the giant game. I want to know, you know, who's getting traded. I want to know so on. And I think that this station, from what I listened to, uh, when you deal with acts, you get some color in there. You get some perspective of a guy who's a seasoned veteran and doing this and understands and knows the ins and outs of Syracuse sports. Matt Park, same thing. You know, uh, there's a lot of guys here that provide that information. This show is different than that. This show is next thing you know, we're talking about someone's mother and then why you did this. And, uh, you know, I, I remember the first day I came out here, I was talking about my wife trying to seduce me and get me away from Monday Night Football. And how many husbands out there struggle with this freedom to watch the football game on Monday night without their wife giving them a hard time? And blah, which was, I, I know there were guys out there who went, yeah, my wife does that to me all the time. She gives me such a hard time. Well, trust me, there is only one thing you will you will leave watching Monday night football for, and it comes in lingerie, and and that works really well for me. I'll watch the first half and. And uh, we'll deal with business after that. So that's the show. That's what it is. But we need qualified people such as Josh to come in and ground us, uh, but also have some fun, man. So welcome yeah. to the show. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm excited to get going. Yeah. So we have a bet going that will start with the kickoff of the Syracuse University football season. Oh, okay. So here's what we got going, and Josh. We got, we got to put Josh on the hot seat. Can we seat pull the schedule up? Immediately. For us, you taking on notes? On yeah. Hot seat. Okay. So we went through. Do we have our picks anywhere? Uh, Josh has him on his computer, and Josh is not in today. <coughs> Wish we had a whiteboard not. today. <clears throat> yeah, it'd be nice. Isn't that whiteboard coming today? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, the whiteboard that doesn't fit anymore? Thank you. Um, all right, so let's go through Syracuse's uh, um, schedule, and you tell us win or loss, Josh. Okay. Are you right? You got this down? You going? Yep. Okay. Western Michigan. Yep. Win. Okay. So that is a win. Okay. You were I mean, a little. We, we were discussing this before the you show, and I'm, I'm iffy on it, but I think Syracuse opens the season with a win. I think it's a really close game, probably like a three point game, and some people aren't really seeing it that way. But I think Syracuse comes out with a win. They cannot lose that football game. The, 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 let me tell you. They, you you want to talk about Wagner? Let's well, so let's do this. We'll go through it in a minute. Wagner, win. I agree. <clears throat> Florida State, loss. I had that as the upset of the year. Yes. That's my one upset this year. Clemson's still okay. stuck in your head. Okay. Connecticut. Win. Clemson. Yeah, not this time. <laughs> okay. Um, Pitt. Win. Uh, North Carolina. Loss. Ooh, <sighs> that's what North you, Carolina you State. can't lose that game either. State. Loss. I have them losing both of those two. Uh, Wake. Win. Louisville. Win. I, I do. Whoa. 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 That's 
That's that, my dome whoa, upset this year. Is Syracuse over Notre Dame loss. Hold on, hold on. Yep, he's beating Louisville. Be- beating Louisville. Okay. That take was so hot. It's the leading cause of global warming. Now back to the show. There we go. That's a hot take. BC. Lost. Okay, so he's got one, two, three, four. Six. He's got him at five. six. He's got him at six wins. So of course and 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 ironically, is it is it coincidental that um Paulie has him at six, Josh has him at six? Because everybody wants to see us be bowl eligible. I see that. I see that too. Um and I think I could be wrong on a couple of picks. Um, I think that I have them losing to Western Michigan first game on the road. Um, but but there's so many and, and there's so many games here that uh, I really think are are not going to be like last year. I think the team has gotten better. I think that they're going to play better and not lose games by and give up sixty something points. Um, which you know I think we're. Are we going to be on the right side of a punt return or an interception, a pick six or whatever? It's going to be those things that are going to determine these. Um, their their wins and losses are all, besides Wagner, are all going to be a touchdown and a field goal close, I think. And, and Even UConn? They'll blow UConn. Syracuse needs to handle UConn. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they should be able to win that. I'm, I'm not saying they're not going to win it. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah listen, the— no, you're right. If they're going to blow anybody out, they're going to blow Wagner out. They're going to blow UConn out. Um, but remember, too, Clemson lost them last year. And here's my problem with that. With that, Clemson got back into the national picture. They played for the title. So they re- they rebounded from, you know, if I think if they had played Syracuse 10 times, they'd have won nine. So we got them the oh, one sure. time. So, but I wonder what it does um, – what 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 number game is that for us? That's the fourth or fifth game? Fifth? Clemson? Yeah. Fifth. Yeah. So what does playing Clemson down in Clemson and losing eighty six to three look like? <laughs> I mean, because let me tell you something. If you don't think that's the game they're gonna that's as big a game to them as Alabama right now. I mean, they are gonna put it to Syracuse. But let me flip this on you. So okay. that we both agree that Clemson's gonna put it to Syracuse. Uh huh. That's why Syracuse goes and beats Pitt on the road the next game, which is something they haven't done the last couple of years because I think they come out of a tough loss and they have to respond. If well, you go down to Clemson and get crushed, <coughs> you can't not show up at Pitt the next week. Well, I think um, if depending upon how many people are still alive after the game, number one. <laughs> number two, Pitt just came from a, a very – I mean, if we don't beat Pitt, even though it's on the road, that's a pretty big problem no matter who they played the week before. Pitt just lost almost every scholarship player they had. They lost their coach. I mean, talk about a, a program that's rebuilding. This is like Marshall after the plane crash. I mean, the, the, that 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 team is 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 really de- was decimated after this decision the, uh, of losing this coach. The uh, the thing with Syracuse football is, and it's kind of a it's got to be a realistic goal for the fans, which is hard for them to do in this town. Y- you've got to be. The incremental step is you've got to be able to beat Pitt, Wake, and BC. That's that's your goal as BC a is, that's your, BC, BC is no, better than I, BC, I, BC no, is really I'm, good. They I'm, can I'm, beat Clemson they're, they're this year. They're good this year. Yes, that's fine. They're, they're good this year. The the goal of Syracuse football being in the ACC 
is you're you're you've got to be better than those three teams every year if you want to last in this league. Well, the and reason why be you got to be better than them is because you recruit so heavily against you BC be, and Pitt. You got to be better They're than Pitt, BC yeah. and Wake Forest. You've got to be better than those three teams. And I think this year they're better than two of them, and I think they'll get to a bowl game. You know, I, I, it, it's it's such a different perspective for me because I can look at this not as a guy that eats, sleeps, and defecates orange. You know, what I mean, I come in here as somebody who has probably the largest family legacy in Syracuse University history, the most graduates ever in my family. So I know quite a bit about what goes on up here, but I don't come up here with, with any kind of. Uh, um, any kind of blinders on having to f- feel if I don't think they're going to win the game, and I don't, no, no, Syracuse. This is an attitude that we're talking about here. Syracuse doesn't have to do better than BC, but Syracuse has to figure out how to beat them all. If you want to have that kind of a program again, it's that attitude that that is probably holding them back. There, well, we're a basketball school, and well, we're no. You need to figure out how to get the best recruits, and when you go into Pitt. You have to destroy Pitt this year. I mean, if you don't beat Pitt by fifty, you know, I mean, you oh, got to go in there and just beat the crap out of them. Yeah, but that's that's the difference b- between what the attitude they need to have and the attitude they have right now. There's a realistic goals going into a season, and this year, Kill. And every year, Kill. Syracuse is never going to be better than probably two of the teams in this division. Every year, they're never going to be as good as them. And that and that's so, and you, you put them behind the eight ball. And you believe that you believe that never Absolutely. they're never going to vie for a national title it again. It would take a gonna... long time <laughs> yeah. for Syracuse to get to the level of Florida yeah. State, Clemson on a consistent basis. Yeah, I mean, like if you do the Georgia Tech model, this is what I always compare Syracuse should do. You get that one year out of every four or five where you're really good. So if you're a Syracuse fan, let me let me understand this, and and, and this is good for me to know. If you're a Syracuse fan, kid that's up here, grew up up here, follows the team, no pro franchises, so we do, you know, major league pro, so we we follow Syracuse pretty closely, like a lot of college towns do, and they do an average in the next ten years of seven wins. They average seven. Are you happy with that? Going to a bowl game, winning seven? I would. No. No. Now let me tell you, I'm from Boston. Okay. So I grew up rooting for Boston sports teams, and like. The championships were always the expectation, and I—that's just as a as a fan, isn't that your expectation to yes. win championships? Didn't you just didn't both of you just tell me that this program will never be consistently? All right, I'm Pauly Medicine. Never. I'm not going to go all in on never, but you, it's going to take it's going to take a while. Okay, to be consistently as good as Clemson to, and to Florida under, State to be is, in the okay. So let's just say, let's say let's say, let's say this. Team. Let's say this. Not winning the national, but to be a a consistent top twenty five college football program. Very doable every if you're year. getting eight, eight, nine wins a year. Right, it's very doable. So I'm saying that's so, exce- that's that's, that's what I mean. So you would be happy to be Mississippi State. Be you know you know you're going to lose to Bama. You're probably going to lose that one other game at, at LSU on the road, and you're going to have that one dumb loss against the team you're supposed to. Win, and you're going to come in at nine and three every year. And you're going to be in the top 25, number, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22. Or is it, or, 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 so we're really looking at, we're always going to be the Doug Flutie Boston College team or the 87 Syracuse that suddenly we flukily have that hot year. And then the next year we win eight again. And, and we're just, we're, so you'd be happy being that guy. See, for me, I would say to myself, 
as a re, as a recruiting tool, I would turn around and I would show quarterbacks that throw at Pitt. I'd say, what chance do you have to really be Dan Marino unless you have good weather for that season versus playing in a dome or a college? And I, I, I would try to build a team that won 11 games and was in the top six and vying for – that's what I would uh, dream of doing. Well, that's what I would try to do. That, that Everybody dreams that, and it would be great if that could happen, but Syracuse has been dealt a really – bad hand when it comes to their scheduling every year because they have to play Florida State and Clemson every year. So right. you're going to be, you know, it's going to take huge effort and great recruiting to be on the same level as those teams right. every year. So, so, but, but what's interesting about what you just said is if you win the other 10 games yes, that's, and you only lose those two, you're in a national bowl picture again. You, you, you know you're you're right that, up there. You're it, you're the next of the eight big games you can play. That's sixteen teams that get in them. So if you go ten and two, you're one of those sixteen teams. And that goes into my talking that we've got to be able to be better every year than the three teams I mentioned: BC, Pitt, and Wake Forest. Those but, have got to be so never games. be at the bottom. Yeah, when you're when you're recruiting gets to the point where you're never worried about those three teams, you've you've done good in this conference. Hmm. Let's go to break. We'll come back and we'll have more. We'll do this so compelling segment, by the way. Yeah, we'll do so compelling. what? We're going to play so what when we come back. Of course, Forrest got it ready. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's time for... Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Uh, um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. You understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, slide that dial, Earl. Go Gump. Let's go Gump. Yesterday, Manu Ginobili announced his retirement from basketball after playing 16 years with the Spurs and winning four NBA championships. That's not so what. He's uh, uh, Argentinian, is it? Yeah. He was a great player. He was a great uh, contributor to that program. Um, I always liked watching him play. I thought he was very selfless. And uh, so what? So, great so story. What? Uh, <laughs> I do like he is known for uh, karate chopping a bat out of the air in yes. the middle of a game. He did do that. Do you One have of video my on that? Yeah, we'll put the video up on our Facebook page now that I've brought it up. But he, he knocked a bat squarely out of the air with his hands. Like I remember that. Karate <sighs> kid. Wow. Wax greatest on. moment Wax <laughs> in his basketball Was it in career. San Antonio? Yeah, I think so. Wow. I think. I, I'm pretty sure it was. How do they not... I mean, again, my marketing senses go, how do you not have that guy in a Batman costume oh. playing basketball? <laughs> Don't you go <laughs> anywhere. should have had a Batman night. <laughs> Don't you guys go anywhere with that thought. We've got big bat news coming. Ooh, I like it. Nick Saban refused to answer any questions regarding who the starting quarterback will be for Alabama and simply said, you'll find out Sunday. Boom. I mean, Saturday. Sorry. Wow. Nick playing his cards close to his vest. So what? Yeah, they're going to win no matter who. <laughs> so what? So it doesn't they can matter. put me out there. You can put Nick Saban, <laughs> put Nick Saban out there. <laughs> a coach like Nick Saban doesn't answer those questions. That's right. so what. He doesn't need to. So what? An anonymous Jets player recently said that the flow was going towards Sam Darnold being the starting quarterback. Uh, so that's four and twelve. <laughs> what was that? What was that? What was that? I mean, I feel bad for the Jets. I feel bad. They're just uh, Woody's a good guy too. The owner, he's a really sweet man. He's a really nice guy. It's not like they don't have the money. This guy owns Johnson and Johnson, like every Q-tip, every product, baby powder. 
Yeah, I mean, what? For your goods. What? <laughs> Isn't Sam Darnold the obvious starter there anyway? Yeah, why would you even question right. that? Well, and, and we went through yesterday, uh, to, just as a side note, that the Cleveland Browns coach said that he's not allowing uh, May, uh, Baker to take any snaps for the first unit. He's taken none. This is t- 10 days ago, he says. He is not going to be put in this situation. Well, yesterday, he announces he's our backup. He's not going to start, but he's the backup. Well, how do you make him the backup and not let him take any snaps with the with the first unit? If the quarterback gets hurt in the game, he's the starter. Right. I mean, it's, it's so mind-boggling, some of the ridiculous information that they feed us and they expect us to believe the it. Browns? Browns. The Browns? Browns going to Brown, bro. I got the Browns winning four this year. Whoa! I got them winning four. Quadrupling their <laughs> win total. They're going to win four this year. Speaking of the Browns, I'd love to go through the schedule with you and <laughs> find those four wins. We're gonna find them for you. Speaking of the Browns, Hugh Jackson recently told Greg Williams that he cannot call Browns players stupid to the media because it hurts their feelings. Oh man! Wow, I, I see that as not being a so what. You know why? So what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> You can't tell, call them stupid. You oh, know this? you're a hypocrite. I am a hypocrite. Because so. I call this show stupid and you get all angry. Yeah, way different. This is How way different. is it different? Way different. He's a, they're professional athletes. If your coach can't tell He's you what you're doing wrong. He's a professional broadcaster. You know what? You're also, you're also on the show and you're like family man. <laughs> get, get over it. Josh, what do you got over there? What? Can you call him? So what? That's what no, you say. What? Yeah. <laughs> so what? Is that a story? That was a story. Got anything else? Uh, Did you say he is the greatest kicker of all time yes. today? Yes. Oh, it, it involves his boyfriend. Alec Baldwin is set to play Bruce Wayne's father in the highly anticipated Joker origin film that will be released next year. It's very true. So what? Oh! Wow! I, I like it. You're no longer welcome back. I was about to say, say goodbye to Josh. But that's, yeah. that's How quickly could I get kicked off the show? I thought that was yeah, good. that's his boy. Don't worry, you just did it. Um, he's uh, going to be the Batman. He's going to be Batman's father. You know, it, it kind of sucks as you get older because, you know, there were conversations for years of him being Batman. There were conversations of, you know, and now you're Batman's father, man. It's like when a lady came up to me in the airport the other day and said, one of the worst lines you can possibly say to somebody who's been an action person in films and blah, blah. And she went, this girl comes up, she's very cute. And she goes, I'm sorry, Mr. Baldwin, to bother you, but can I have a, a picture with you, please? And I looked at her, very, very pretty girl. And I said, sure. And I sit up there, I take the picture and everything. And when she gets done taking the selfie, she lowers the phone and goes to walk away. And she goes, thank you so much. My mom is such a big fan of yours. And I went, oh, <laughs> my mom is such a big fan of yours. That's terrifying. But I've always thought the Baldwins would make great bat family. They've got the bat voice. They got the yeah, I'm Batman. You guys I'm all Batman. you guys all do the bat voice. I'm very happy for my friend Alec. Congratulations on <laughs> Mr. Bat for, for landing the role. Have you as seen uh, Bruce Wayne Senior? Uh, the new mission. Uh, no, but I've heard it's one of the greatest. Holy uh, crap! It's so good. Uh, I want to see it. Yeah. So what? You don't want to see it? What are you talking about? Do you know you, who's in you that hate movie? Alec. The great Alec Baldwin, <laughs> aka Polly's boyfriend. Did I ever show you the SNL skit he did after he got thrown off the airplane? Yeah, sorry, he dressed up oh as the pilot. God, it's so funny, really funny. Anyway, let's go to break a little bit early because uh, Forrest, did you have a kicker better than that? No, that was the kicker. When do I get to better than that? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you speak of him that way? I would like to be Bat Baby. <laughs> <laughs> be Bruce Wayne. 
when he was younger. <laughs> you <wanna> be, <laughs> the little baby bottle with your face yeah. and the thing around your head. Yeah, a bonnet. A oh, that's bat. perfect. You could so do it. With, get, and don't shave for a couple of days. Get, <laughs> get Alec on the phone. Need, I'll give him a call right now. I want to be Bat Baby in the new movie. <laughs> this is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Batman. So Bat Baby. <laughs> so I'm out to my brother right now texting to see if we can't get him on the phone to talk about the possibility also to uh, straighten Josh out over here. So, so what about my brother? Uh, and, uh, and and to see if we can't get you in. We want to secure you in the... Um, if that doesn't work, I could always be the new Bat Villain, the mole. I could see that more coming. I could see you stepping on the camera and go, look, it's a mole, and they shoot you and you're dead. <laughs> You never get the a worst, word out. The worst villain of all time. Going to rob the bank. I'm going to burrow in. They oh, my God. That's actually yeah. a Batman villain. Is it? The, the mole. mole. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that it's a villain? Really, it's right here. See the it. mole. There's Come a picture. On. There it is. The mole. <laughs> it even looks like wow. you. Yeah, it's a short little. How many fingers does the mole have? Four? Uh, looks like eight. Four and a half. Yellow eyes. Fangs. Yellow eyes. Look, he's got a yellow hat on. I'm the mole. You are the mole. You are the, we called him the mole because, uh, you know, he's a rat. Anything you entrust in him, Josh, don't, don't, don't be foolish enough to take that step. Never trust I mole. learned that lesson. No, never trust the mole. Never trust him. He's Fredo. Trust me. Yeah, trust me. Did you, you know that ESPN Syracuse is now on your smart speakers? <laughs> <laughs> you just uh, search ESPN Syracuse on the Alexa app. No click way. Click enable and... The ESPN skill will be set up, and you just say, open ESPN Syracuse, play ESPN Syracuse, and you will hear the docile tones. It sounds so of easy. One wow. Daniel Baldwin <laughs> wow. When, when the smart speaker kicks out. I might throw some extras in, too. I might show up afterwards, and you know, we'll have little uh, things on there that you can punch into and listen to me read, you know, 1984 or... Maybe some Longfellow in my very raspy voice. His voice is also brought to you by Cam's Pizzeria. Ooh, I like Cam's. I like Big Tony over there. Um, so let me ask you something. So you, you do this Tuesday staff meeting thing that you do. Uh, any discussion about us knocking this wall down now no, and advancing no. the show? And Do we kick Pam out? Because I nope. don't think that's, that's going to work well. We've got we to smooth Pam over and get her in a space that she's happy with. No. This is it. We're staying right here. This is it. we're not moving. I on. was uh, we high school football starts this week. As you can catch uh, JD versus Susquehanna so, Valley so, so. at four forty five <laughs> right here on ESPN Radio on Saturday from okay. the Carrier Dome. So there's the first twelve seconds of your meeting. And we also have uh, Syracuse football. Right, starting. that's big. That's big. That's you, where we have Josh here. Yep, you can connect uh, with us prior to the games for the Romano Subaru. <laughs> Syracuse football pregame show, wow. two hours before the show, live from uh, the press room pub with Seth and Brent, and then after our new postgame host Seth Everett, who is a national uh, radio star. And Brent writes, doesn't own a gun, does he? I don't know. Okay, I just want to make sure. Uh, we'll be hosting the Burdick uh, Ford, Toyota, BMW, and Lexus. Uh, Post-game show. Wow. See, I do a lot of work around here. You do, it. man. You knock yourself out. But anyway, back to what I was saying. So we're going to knock the wall down and do and, the big uh, show in here? And, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Josh Allen. 
is he going to start and 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 be the real deal this year in Buffalo, or what what, what are you what are you thinking about? All right, so that was that was a twofold question. Right? Is he going to start, or is he he's going to start? He'll start. You know is, that. He, is he going to be the real deal now? I don't think so. You don't think so? You think he's a myth? Well, who's he throwing to? Ooh. Well, you bring up a good point. Ooh. But but. No, Wait, what was no. your take? Ooh. Yeah, that was. No respect well, for Calvin Benjamin. His take was ooh. Yeah, can we get a hot take on it? <laughs> that take was so hot. I wear degree deodorant and I am sweating. Now back to the show. How is that not a spot for degree deodorant right now? I mean, are you getting money from them on the side? Maybe a little bit. I thought so. Um, so you just don't think that he has the supporting cast to be successful in Buffalo right now? I think that as well as just being a rookie. I think it's difficult to be. I think when you look the last couple of years, quarterbacks that were good as rookies, like say a Dak Prescott, were surrounded by a better supporting cast than Josh Allen is in Buffalo and playing in a comp or a division where like they had a chance to be more successful. I think. Do they play New England twice this year? Yes, home and away. Always. Yeah. They're going to win one of those games. Oh, here's my hot take. That's a hot take. That's my hot take. The Buffalo Bills win. They split with New England this year. You think that they'll win one? Was so hot. I, I don't know where they're going to win. I'm, I'm going telling you, I think they split to cool down with New England. I think the O line's going to be too bad for Josh Allen to do anything. I, I, would, love, I wouldn't start he's got him. A cannon. The lack of ability for this show to shut up for ten seconds. While the <laughs> <Sounders> <laughs> <play it. laughs> for you to play that silly spot. Yes. All right. Oh my god, it's so terrifying. How long did you work on that for? That was like All five days, wasn't it? Day. It was like Every five days day for, for a year. <laughs> that was so hot, it came right out of my dog's. Hello. What? Steady, steady. Uh, tell me something, Josh. That we have to look forward to in the Syracuse football program this year that we don't know, and then tell me something that that we don't know that's going to be it. What, what's the Achilles heel? What's the thing that you think is going to really hold them back most of the season? Start with the positive, though. I think the positive is Syracuse's defensive line specifically. Um, Chris Slayton comes back. I think everyone kind of knows him and knows that he's good, but when you look at Syracuse's sacks leader from last year, Alton Robinson, who came in as a JUCO transfer, and he was here, I think it was roughly a week before, like, I think it was a week and a half before the season started last year, Alton Robinson came to Syracuse. So he didn't have a full training camp last year and didn't have time to acclimate, still led the team with five sacks. He was a three-star recruit out of San Antonio, had a little run-in with the law, the charges were dropped, but he ended up losing his scholarship to Texas A&M, goes JUCO, ends up at Syracuse instead of Texas A&M or Oklahoma State was another school that was looking at him. He's a little bit higher of a caliber player than Syracuse normally gets, and they landed a top talent. And I believe with a full year of training camp this year, he's he's a guy to get excited for in the defensive line and can make some plays and make things happen. Mm-hmm. And then so our other question was the Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the linebackers on deep. Well, I think Dungy's health is the obvious one that everyone kind of goes to because – he hasn't played in November in the last two years, and every time he comes out, Syracuse loses. I also think the other thing is the linebackers. You lose Zaire Franklin and Paris Bennett and Jonathan Thomas, actually, if they're running the 4-3, which it looks like they will against Western Michigan this week. And you bring in Kylan Whitner, who moved down to linebacker this year from safety. Uh, Ryan Guthrie, who played a little bit of defensive end last year, but also has never started at linebacker. And Andrew Armstrong, who has never started at linebacker. You, you lost two outstanding linebackers in Zaire and Paris Bennett last year, and you're replacing them with guys that just don't have that much experience. 
So I think that that's, that's a huge question mark. And as we know, Syracuse's defense hasn't exactly been stellar the last two if, years. Uh, if that's the Achilles heel, where would you put the skill positions on offense uh, in, the, in the body? Of- yeah. Um, maybe, like, hmm. If I had to put them in the body. The other Achilles yeah, heel. <laughs> like that, that's your right Achilles heel and wide receivers are your left Achilles heel. But I think with Dino's offense, the last two years, you can trace it back actually, I think it's seven years to his first year at Eastern Illinois. He's had a 1,000-yard receiver. Every single year someone has stepped up and been a 1,000-yard receiver, and that happened the first two years at Syracuse. You had Ahmed Atala step up, step up, and then the next year you had Steve Ishmael and Irvin Phillips play well. So I think... With the way Dino's offense works, and with Eric Dungy, who is a good quarterback, a receiver will end up doing well this year. The offense creates opportunities for receivers unless they're literally dropping open passes, which at this level, I think you just have to assume that won't happen. Are, are you seeing or hearing that in practice? Are the receivers they've got right now able to get separation? Are they, are um, they catching balls? And Yeah, someone um, that they're particularly high on in practice right now is Devin Butler. I know that. Uh, Devin Butler, junior receiver, he, uh, I want to say he had roughly 30 catches last year. but So he was he was the next top receiver after Ish and Phillips. And Devin Butler is supposed to be the guy this year and has, from what I've heard, made several. So we only get to watch 10 minutes of practice, which you don't see much of yeah. that. But from what I've heard about what happens in the rest of practice where they actually do things, uh, supposedly Devin Butler has made several plays, and if – Dino says he has his finger on a guy right now, is what he said for a number one. It people believe that that is Devin Butler, right? Now. So you say that you that that's actually more interesting to me than the wide receiver <laughs> question. <laughs> you only have ten minutes, so they they hold you out and then they let you in at a certain time as the press, and then you're you're asked to leave. Or how does yes. that work? So the uh, three practices a week for the last three weeks have been open to the media for ten minutes. So you go in at the very start of practice. They play a siren, so everyone knows that the media is there. It, they're like, they've just been warming up, and then the defense stretches for 10 minutes, literally stretches. So they stretch. The offense runs uh, routes versus air drills, so the wide receivers are just running routes. They do like the passing tree, and the quarterbacks throw to them, and then the linemen do a little bit of footwork and that kind of stuff, and the running backs uh, run through some ladders, and that was pretty much the same thing. Every day. And are you are you interacting with the players during this or just observing? No, you can just observe. And then you leave after the 10 minutes. You wait the hour and 45 or whatever it is for practice to end. Like, I would go get something to eat or do whatever. And then you come back for the interviews after practice. And they beat you in between. You know, and here I was thinking to myself, I'm upset that I haven't gotten a call from Baver's office to come down and do something when obviously he was doing me a favor by not asking me down there. Football... Coaches are strange cats. Mm-hmm. They, they there's something they are very protective of their practice and everything. Like something's going to get out, so it's kind of it, this isn't like different from any other. Place. So if you it's show it, up right. with the years that you've worked there and you show up at the dome and walk out there, they're going to stop you from watching the practice. I doubt it. I doubt they would stop me because they probably <coughs> think I was huge. working or something. But right. yeah. if I have to stroll in there, they're going to go, "What are you doing here?" Yes, right, I'm going to test that. I'll be on the sidelines running drills in five minutes. Did you miss any? How dare you? 
Did you miss any of the Daniel Baldwin show today? If, if you did, <laughs> how dare you? Get caught up on our best of podcasts. Uh, the Daniel Baldwin show is available on ESPNSyracuse.com. It'll also come directly to your phone on iTunes and from Google Play every wow. stinking day. Wow. I listen to my self on the way home. I got to get a who's, my pants who's who, like the best of. We got to get a tape together now for the show, shop it around. Ready to take our last break, come back, and uh, wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, I'm ready to ask Josh more questions. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. So, Josh, you, uh, you're going to drive out to Western. What's the date of that game? Friday. Friday. It's Friday you're going? Yeah. We play on to... Oh, man. Friday night game. Friday night game? Are you leaving on Friday to get there Friday night? No, we're going to leave Thursday after class. How long's the drive? Like nine hours, I think. Yeah, eight gonna, and a half. Yeah. We might go through Canada, too. Oh, yeah, baby. I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. How old are I you? I know where you're going. I'm 21. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter, matter over there. It's, it's, it's 18 fun, or 19. Yeah. <laughs> it's 18 <laughs> or 19 there. Is Mint still open? Yeah, you want to go through Windsor, man. Yeah. Windsor, right above Detroit. <laughs> yeah. We used to go, I won't name the um, uh, the head coach of Michigan. Um, I won't name the person who used to have a celebrity golf tournament up there in Ann Arbor. And uh, we would arrive at the airport and he would get those, not the a bus, but the black entertainment ones, the buses yeah. that are like, you know, 30 people. And so... Everyone's, we'd be all calling each other going, what time do you arrive? What time do you arrive? Because you don't want to be on the second buses. He'd send them up. So everyone, a bunch of people would arrive between 7 and 10 in the morning. And then those two buses took off for Windsor and dropped all the guys off. Then went back to the airport and would pick up the next load that arrived from 2 to 5. And that was on Friday. So we'd get up there on Friday. The golf tournament wasn't until Sunday. And we didn't come back from Windsor until Sunday morning to play in the golf tournament. Oh, it was all beautiful. You got something to say? You're telling us one minute. One minute left in this uh, wow, gym. I was just about to tell you about all the great peeler places in Canada. Go ahead. You got time. So, uh, yeah, we could turn. Oh, we could turn this into the Gump birthday. All of it. Oh, uh, Gump. Gump. Do you have to have permission from mommy to go away? Go no. to Canada? No. Wow. Gump in Canada. We leave him there, locked up, <laughs> locked up. Just stand there chewing a pair Send of edible panties, sucking his thumb. Send him mm. over the falls in a barrel. Don't, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just leave, just debauchery. Oh, I like it. I like it. Let's let's work on this plan right now. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it, we'll get it plotted out. Big show tomorrow. Uh, Seth Everett joins us to talk Syracuse football. Wow. And uh, other than that. Seth coming in? No, uh, yes, of course. Yeah, of course. He'll be here. I like it. He'll be uh, connected via ISDN, so I'll sound like he's sitting right next to us. Have a great day. We'll try not to talk so much about sports tomorrow.